Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of TV and entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. Hello, October. October is one of my favorite months of the year, and it's a very busy month for me. My birthday, my husband's birthday, my niece's birthday, and now my damn dog's birthday are all in a span of 10 days in October. Then you add in Halloween and all the fun fall activities um, and sis's book, but sign me up for all of the things. So as I told you, my birthday is coming and I have begun birthday shopping. I'm like having a good throw it in a cart kind of energy. Um, my deliveries have started arriving. And I don't know, I don't have any birthday plans. I, I kind of want to go out of town. I got some other stuff going on, so I don't know if that's going to work out with all of the things on the schedule, but I don't have any real plans. Um, shopping is always on the agenda and so is eating. So those two things will definitely be on the list, but I don't know what else. Stay tuned. They may be more and there may not be. So. Last week, y'all, I was outside and I'm not going to lie. It felt amazing. So I attended the St. Jude Call to Service event, which it always takes place annually during CBC, uh, also known as Congressional Black Caucus. And the event is put on by the Divine Nine, which is the Black sororities and fraternities. So likely all of the ones that you hear of, even if you are not a part of, then you know who I'm talking about. So I have been a St. Jude ambassador for a long time and I'm always honored to come out and support and most importantly to donate. Um, If I had to be obsessed with an organization, St. Jude is it. Uh, Their transparency is a huge part of why I adore them. When you go as a patient, You don't have to pay for treatment. If you have insurance, sure, they can bill your insurance. But if you don't, that's fine. They don't turn you away. They cover your care. They cover your accommodations, where you're going to stay. Like they provide so much for you. Their saying is always that they want parents to be able to focus on their children. And so they take care of everything else, which is really dope. Um, they even have a school. I've been to St. Jude in Memphis, Tennessee a few times. They have a school in there. Like, y'all, I always say it's the best place to be at the worst time in a child's life. So, um, my bestie and I have been going for a long time to support them. And it was nice to see old faces that we hadn't seen in some years, right? So they hadn't done the events during the pandemic, But shout out to Craig. Craig is a childhood cancer survivor and we've become his St. Jude auntie over the years. So Craig is a young man and uh, he is not a child any longer, (laughs) but he did have cancer as a child and he has been in remission for nine years now. And it was so good to see him and get caught up with him. Um, The food was good. We made a meal out of those hors d'oeuvres because our foolish selves forgot to eat a real meal that day before sipping cocktails. 
And ooh, y'all, the crab cakes were bomb. We had some uh like Philly cheesesteak spring rolls. Those joints were bomb. Tea was busting down some sort of mushroom something or another. Not my jam, but she was fucking it up. Like everything we had was delicious. Now the food is always good. I'm not gonna lie. And we always have good entertainment. So the singer major was our entertainment of the night. And y'all, he did not disappoint. On top of that, his personality is just as spectacular as his voice. Um, if you aren't familiar with him, my favorite song by him is This Is Why I Love You. And y'all, he sang it. And I was undone. I was in full auntie mode, singing and swaying in my seat. I had a glass of wine in my hand that I was sipping in between singing with my jean jacket draped over my shoulders. I was a whole goddamn vibe. There is a hilarious Instagram video I shared of me mouthing the words while he was singing. Oh my God, so good. So, so good. Um, It was a spectacular night. And I had on sneakers. (laughs) So... Also, last weekend, we were supposed to be celebrating Bear Weekend, which is uh, Morgan State's family weekend. But thanks to the remnants of Hurricane Ian, we did not. They canceled a good amount of the events. The game, the football game still went on and I had to eat the cost, but I wasn't willing to sit out in the rain, in the cold. It was going to be miserable and not fun. And so, yeah. Instead, we were on the sofa in front of the fireplace watching Freeform 31 Days of Halloween. (laughs) And my son was like, I was in my dorm because it was rainy and cold. So, um, that's what our weekend looked like. Oh, also, so uh, I have told y'all about Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake before. And it is the monthly uh, podcast that I typically guest spot on. So, the Sister Squad comes in once a month for some wild-ass, reckless-ass conversation. It is one of the things that I look forward to every month because we are so unpredictable. We're so different, <laughs> so opinionated, and um, and vulnerable. But the first episode of Ayana's new season dropped, and it features me. And I was interviewing her, and it was such a good episode, it was such good conversation. Um, I always say I could run my mouth endlessly about something and nothing. Like, it's a gift. (laughs) Some may say it's a curse. But um, I was definitely one of those kids growing up who my teachers was like, she always talking. She talked too much. Why does she talk so much? She should be quiet. Well, sis, I have been using my voice all my life and I won't stop now. So I'm going to link um, to Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake in the description so you could take a listen. It was so, so good. Um, You could also just search for Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake. Ayana spelled I-Y-O-N-A-B-L-A-K-E everywhere you get your podcast. So the same place you listen to Mimi said what, you could listen to it. All right, last but certainly not least, our sneaker of the motherfucking week. Y'all, it was a nasty one. I mean, she nasty, nasty. So, This week's sneaker is the Nike Air Jordan 1 OG, and it is a denim sneaker. It's white leather with denim, and it is accessorized with two bamboo earrings. So think old school bamboo earrings, at least two pair, where Nike gave us two pair. So 
on one shoe at the base of the lace. Um, so right where it starts at the bottom. One says Jordan, kind of like you would have your name and your bamboo earring. And then the other one is a gold jump man. They're so dope. So dope. Now, I shared the story on Instagram that when they dropped, actually before they dropped, I had early access to them, but I was like, no, I already have another denim sneaker. I have a denim Nike blazer, which is kind of like more of an acid wash, whereas this one is a true denim. So I was like, no, I don't need another denim sneaker. I got one. So I had early access, which just means I could buy it before it officially dropped. And I, because I wasn't checking for it. I was like, I'm not going to buy it. But I knew my best friend T was. So I sent T a message and I was like, yo, I got early access. You want me to buy these for you? So got them for her. And then I kept seeing them, y'all. They kept just popping up, popping up. And I was like, damn, I think I want them now. So downtown locker room had a restock. So a restock just means that they have more items in inventory because they had originally sold out. So restock is the same price that the regular sneaker dropped for. It's not inflated price. Restock is not the same as resale. So I got them for the same price. I want to say they were like 180 And it was such a wise decision. Anyway, that's it for your Mimi update. Okay, let's get into some pop culture. It's a lot of shit going on, y'all. I had to pick and choose what I was going to share this week because my lord... All right, so let's start with Lizzo. Lizzo made history in my area. So Lizzo was in town for a stop on her tour and she stopped by the Library of Congress. Lizzo played a crystal flute that belonged to James Madison. Now, when I first heard this, I was like, what the fuck? He never played it. <laughs> so she made history because she was the first person to ever play it. Y'all, she played it while twerking. <laughs> because Lizzo this flute is 200 years old and literally for 200 years no one had heard it they didn't know what it sounded like because no one played it so she practiced it uh she practiced playing it some while she was at the library of congress and then they brought the crystal flute to the arena and right before she performed there was some friend uh, someone from the library of congress who walked the flute out on the stage handed it to her while she wore like I don't know. Her outfit looked like a sequin looking bodysuit, but it had no legs. So it was, you know, kind of like a swimsuit joint. And she had on some combat boots and she is playing this crystal flute and the crowd is going crazy. Um, so later Lizzo said that as a flute player, that that moment was iconic for her, which I'd have to say, even just watching, it's like, damn, that's dope as hell. I didn't even know they had a crystal flute. I don't know shit about James Madison as uh, that was a million years ago before my time. And he's just not a former president that people really talk about a whole lot. Um, but while she was there at the Library of Congress, they have several flutes, all kind of, I'm assuming, uh, probably quite ornate and a large variety of styles. So she got to play a few of them, but that one was the big one. So shout out to Lizzo. All right, Shelly O is doing a thing. Y'all know, I love me some Michelle Obama. So she got a new book out. Well, no, it's coming out and it's called The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. So this book is the follow-up to her best-selling memoir, Becoming, um, former first lady. Oh my God, it was so good. That joint was good. So 
nobody's surprised that it was number one. So, um, so this time she's sharing practical wisdom and powerful strategies for staying hopeful and balanced in today's highly uncertain world. Well, after a goddamn pandemic, we know how uncertain things can be. Um, so the book drops on November 15th and she's doing a book tour along with it. Now you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. And for those of y'all in the DMV area, she's coming to the Warner Theater on November 17th, which is my son's 18th birthday, but he's at college. He will not be celebrating with me. But sis already got a ticket. My sister had some sort of early access to tickets. And so I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, So that was cool. So uh, my bestie is going. Okay, so the pre-sale took place and then it was just the regular release and my best friend T got a ticket and they weren't sold out at that time I think they sold out and then they had um I don't know if they'll release some more or how they're doing it but it's very meticulous in how they do it very nuanced and different you know than regular like concert tickets and shit like that I mean she's the former first lady so I get it but I'm excited to have my face in the place um and to get the book. Now, I ain't got time to read the book in such a short amount of time, but I'll have it. I'll be able to thumb through it, but I'm really uh, looking forward to it. So this would be my third time that she and I have been in the same room, although I've not actually met her. Jesus Christ. So the first time, <coughs> excuse me, y'all. The first time was the White House. Was it the White House? I think it was at the White House. So I had done some press for one of her like award programs. And that's the closest proximity to her. Obviously, you know, we were in the press area and Secret Service don't play. But, oh my God, it was a spectacular time. And then second to that, there was some sort of women's convention that was here in D.C. I can't remember the name of it that I attended. And I got to be in the room with her and President Barack Obama and Oprah and a whole bunch of legendary, iconic ass people. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, what else? So do y'all remember Barney? I mean, the big purple dinosaur singing, I love you, you love me, we a happy family, Barney. Apparently all that shit wasn't happy, y'all. So there is a new Peacock documentary coming out called I Love You, You Hate Me. <laughs> I don't think that was meant to be funny, but that shit is funny. So they are about to share what was really going on. So some guy named Bob West wore the Barney costume, but he and his family received like death threats. People are crazy. We already know that. But I feel like this is just further proof of how crazy people are. So Bob said he was receiving death threats for him and his family to the point that people were like, I would dismember y'all's bodies. What the fuck is really going on? Now, Barney came out in the 90s and like 92. I was much older at the time. I was not their target audience. But um, I had a niece who was young and also I just recall the kind of instant obsessing of all things Barney right from kids to pop culture like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about Barney and everybody knew the fucking song whether you wanted to know it or not well 
there is a two-part documentary it drops on um october 12th on peacock and your good sis will be watching i need to know more i know it will include bob it will include the creators of the show and everything the crazy part is Barney was about loving everyone, hence the song, um, inclusivity, like all of these things. <laughs> Something that is seemingly supposed to bring joy has somehow caused people to hate it so much that they wanted to kill this man in a goddamn costume and his family. People are out of their rabbit ass minds. Anyway, moving on. Megan Thee Stallion, y'all. If you don't already love Megan for her her songs, her anthems, <laughs> her twerkouts, and some more stuff. She just gave us a dope-ass mental health resource, and she did that. Who knew such words would be uttered from my mouth? <laughs> to say that a mental health resource, and she did that. So, I'm so here for this. So she has openly talked about like her experience with anxiety and uh, subsequently going to see a therapist. So her dad died, I think she was a teenager. And then in 2019, her mom died from cancer. So she was parentless and she needed to work out some shit, rightfully so. And so she decided to speak to a therapist. And um, she obviously has firsthand experience uh, understanding, you know, what some of the mental health struggles feel like, look like, um, accessibility to help. And she wants us all to pretty much have the same kind of thing. So she put out a message to her fans that read hotties. You know how much mental health wellness means to me. So I created a hub with resources that can help you when you might need a hand. Love y'all so much. Y'all, the website is called badbitcheshavebaddays2.com and I fucking love it. It is filled with a list of diverse mental health resources. Um, And she didn't just like throw up a list, you know, for you to just scroll. The website is an experience in and of itself. Like some real hot girl shit. The graphics, the flow of it, just like so dope. Um, So bad bitches do have bad days too. So you could definitely check it out for resources. I'm definitely going to see what I could see because I told y'all the therapist be booked as hell and I have been on a hunt for a new one for a long time. All right, last but certainly not least, Eminem has a new member. Do y'all care? I feel like this was not necessary or important, but we're going to talk about it. Um, I don't know whose job it is to make such decisions, but somebody somewhere thought, you know what we need right now? A new member to the Eminem's family. So the new purple Eminem <laughs> entered the chat on September 28th and they have uh, updated all of their marketing materials to include the purple Eminem. Now she's a permanent member. So this is the first time a new color has joined the lineup in over a decade. Um, I told y'all she's purple and she's joining red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and brown. She is dead. <laughs> This is so foolish. So she is designed to represent acceptance and inclusive inclusivity. Um, I don't know why we need that in the Eminem, but okay. She has a charm and quirky nature driven by self-awareness, authenticity, and confidence. All of this for some goddamn candy. 
I guess. But somebody decided not only did we need to have a new Eminem, that we needed to give her a full on bio on who she is, what she's about, and share that with the masses. Welcome to the club, girl. Now, I'm not a big chocolate lover, but I do dabble in a peanut Eminem from time to time. So I'll be checking for the purple one, y'all. Okay, so let's get into what Mimi is watching. I feel like I watched quite a few things this week. I ain't got time to get into them all. So I'll give you a rundown now and we'll talk more next week. So the big to do last week was Hocus Pocus 2. Did you watch? I feel like everybody within a certain demographic was watching. Matter of fact, there was a meme going around. Like if you are a certain age currently, then you're going to be watching Hocus Pocus 2. And they they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong at all. So it dropped last week on Disney Plus and Nori and I tuned in. So in true fashion, we watched the original Hocus Pocus, which she had seen before. And then we followed it up with Hocus Pocus 2. And... I don't overanalyze stuff, but we enjoyed it. Um, I need to watch it a few more times just because, you know, you don't get all of the jewels in one watch. So I need to watch it a few more times, which no doubtedly I will. Um, But I I liked what they did with the story. I like the continuation kind of where it picked up. We got some backstory and stuff like that. But I'm curious, what did you think? Like... Some people, I think, (laughs) overdo it with their expectations and then it kind of sets them up for disappointment. Um, But it's been a million years since the original came out. So I don't know what people were expecting, but I think they did it justice. And just as much as the original has become a cult classic, I could easily see Hocus Pocus 2 doing the same thing. So watch that. And then the Equalizer is back. Queen Latifah is back on the Tizub. Y'all, this week's episode was a crazy ass ride. I wasn't sure how it was going to play out. They definitely took us (laughs) on a journey. Uh, It was action packed, which I appreciate. And it was a hell of a way to come back. So I know that they set us up for an exciting return. And then now we have to see what happens as a result of. So if you haven't watched do take a gander. It was really good. All right. Also this week, the BET Awards came on. Now it was okay. I am firmly at the age where I don't know all these folks, but Fat Joe hosted, which was cool. I obviously know who he is. And they had a bomb ass like throwback set. Y'all, that was the highlight for me. (laughs) Wu-Tang, Raekwon, Mob Deep, uh, Lil' Kim came out, Dead Prez. It was a whole bunch of them. Um, And honestly, that was the best part for me. Then followed that up with DJ Cassidy um, passed the mic. It was BT's Hip Hop Award Edition, obviously. And essentially, he kind of ran it back uh, with the same old school people who participated in the actual awards. Now, whenever DJ Cassidy does the pass the mic, it's always old school, which I love. So if you don't watch the awards, you literally could just watch his pass the mic and have a good time in your living room two-stepping, rapping, all of the things. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen his specials, but they are always good. I be live on stage and um, yeah, it's probably embarrassing to look at it. Anyway, so they've done one for like Mother's Day and other special occasions. 
it's not a regular thing, but do yourself a favor and check it out. Also, okay, so 911, I already told y'all the season was back and they had left us uh, on a cliffhanger. But this week we got the full backstory from the cliffhanger and it was juicy. There were a lot of twists and turns and I wasn't so confident in how this was going in, but they did a really, really good job with it. So for this episode, it's solely centered around Athena and her parents. Um, and we got a little more insight into her childhood. We hadn't really had any of that before the last couple of episodes. So that was cool. Um, I imagine that the regular gang, the regular 911 gang will be back for uh, a regular episode next week. Also, Uncensored came on, and this week's guest was Keisha Knight Polium. So, uh, aka Rudy from The Cosby Show. And uh, I don't want to say it was dry and boring, but it was kind of dry and boring. Um, probably because I already knew kind of about her life, so it wasn't like, you know, a lot of new information. But she did recently produce a Hallmark movie called Girl Friendship, and it stars Tamara Mori Housley and some other young ladies. So that is on my list to check out so I can report back next week. And then lastly, Babe and I watched Roadrunner, which we had started watching and we had just not finished it. So we finished it this week. Um, and it's a CNN film about Anthony Bourdain. It actually came out last year, I believe. Um, Babe and I used to watch his show Parts Unknown, which was entertaining, educational, and cringy a little bit because I don't think Anthony ever met anything he was not willing to try. And some of that stuff was disgusting. Um, so in the documentary, it follows his life and career. Um, he's a chef. He was an author, obviously a world traveler because that show went all over the place. Um, and it includes, you know, commentary stories and stuff from his family and friends and his co-workers uh I think he had a fairly tight-knit circle so pretty much the people who knew him the most um it also talked about his mental health issues so in case you do not know uh Anthony uh died by suicide in 2018 um he was 61 at the time and he was actually on location in France for his show Parts Unknown he hung himself. So um, they definitely discuss, you know, just like his struggles with mental health and at some point some of his addictions and things like that. But it was very, very well done. Um, we always see him or we always saw him as like the host and stuff. So it was kind of cool to hear just some stories about his life, his upbringing, what his childhood was like in his home life. So that was a good watch. Um, so uh, that is it for what Mimi is watching. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You are appreciated. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties. I'm just saying. Mimi said what is per the perfect outlet for women with busy lives.